0: Three, two, one. Roll the footage. Welcome back, everybody, to the Strategy Sprints podcast. I'm your guest Simon Severino, and today my guest is serial entrepreneur, author, business coach, founder of Persio, and creator of the Simple Marketing Formula, the Viral Coefficient Formula simple time management formula. He has been coaching and consulting for the past 10 years, helping businesses in various niches and industries grow in scale and become more profitable. He's an avid skier, hiker, reader, and he loves to spend time with his family in his free time. Welcome everybody, Mustafa Hosseini. Thank you. Thank thank you for having me. So cool to have you here, Mustafa, and super relevant what you brought because we will talk the one page marketing plan and this is so relevant right now but before we go there what are you currently creating
1: what am i currently creating that's a good question um i'm actually working on my offer and uh the thing that i'm creating is uh, working on improving our conversion rates on multiple spots in our funnel
0: nice that's what i'm
1: working on creating nice and how's it going good good i'm reading a book called uh pitch anything and uh, it's a great book
0: cool so we know each other from a mastermind where we are together but tell our audience a little bit about your main offering
1: So I specialize in one-page marketing plans. I help coaches, consultants, and experts create and implement their one-page marketing plan in three days or less. The problem we solve is the fact that most of these people are poking around at different marketing ideas, tools, systems, processes, and programs, and they do that aimlessly without any goals or plans and directions, which is causing a lot of anxiety, frustration, confusion, and straight-up depression because of the fact that um, they have and they experience daily setback and failure. And so we help them simplify everything onto one page, and it's a one-page plan that they get to use every day and uh, to grow and scale their business. So that's what we do.
0: Beautiful. And right now with access to technology, there are so many things that a business owner could do. We could do mm-hmm. LinkedIn, we could do Instagram, we could do launches, we could do collaborations, we could do ads, so many different things. So let's start there. How do you help find out which path to take?
1: So a few questions we ask. We actually have a questionnaire in our course when we do it on to which one to end up with. A few questions to answer is which one do you have experience with? Which one do you personally like and uh, approve of that matches your personality? Which one do you uh, have or know someone that could do it for you? And so I'm not attached to any, one of our values is that we are not attached to any processes, we're attached to the result. So, uh, you know, as long as we get there, uh, it doesn't make a difference to me whether you use Facebook or you use LinkedIn or which program, whichever you're more comfortable with, that's the one you should go with.
0: And what's your process of bringing everything into a one pager?
1: So we have a three day boot camp and during the boot camp, we work in a live environment with you know entrepreneurs and coaches, consultants from around the world. And we have six phases in our plan. Can I can I go through them? Of course. So phase one is setting your plan. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> setting your plan, setting your goal, uh, knowing exactly what you want. Because if you don't know exactly what you want, getting it would be impossible, right? It's like building a house. You don't see very many home builders starting to build a house without a completed plan. They have, a they have a plan, they have the drawing, and then they start building off of that plan. Right? Can you imagine what a house would look like without a plan? <laughs> like when no. I'm playing with my kids, I'm
0: curious what comes out. Hey, dad, what are we building? Let's see.
1: Right. But then at the end of the day, when you're building your house and you're spending, I don't know, half a million or a million dollars on a house, you better finish the plan first. And so... That's where that's step one where most entrepreneurs get stuck and that's why they don't get what they want to get because they don't know what they want. Right. And there's all that frustration and 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 anxiety around and you know working really hard aiming for nothingness. Right. It's like I want lots of money. Okay. How much do you want? Well, you know a lot a lot lots. You know, I want millions. Well, do you want 1 million or 999 million? There's a difference there. And so that's step one. Step two is figuring out your target market. Who exactly do you want to serve and what do you want to do for them? That's another very big mistake that uh, a lot of entrepreneurs make is they try to serve everybody and anybody and they end up doing serving nobody. And so then we go through the target market, identify exactly what, who we serve and what we do for them, what we specialize in. Then we work on the offer, what exactly we're gonna offer to these group of people as my target market, and the story behind the offer, which helps us connect with the audience. And then that was step one, two, and three. Then step four is working on your lead generation systems. So I have my goal, I know who I'm serving, I have an offer. Now I need to go find people and serve them. What exactly am I going to do to find customers? Then step number five is lead conversion. What am I going to do to turn them into an actual paying customer? What is the step-by-step process? And then step number six, which is 98% of the time overlooked and not done, is client retention. Now that I have a customer, what am I going to do to Keep them, have them come back and refer their network to me and get recurring revenue. So those are the six steps in our boot camp to create a one page marketing plan. Sorry, that was a long answer.
0: Six steps. Beautiful. Now we will go even deeper in there, in these beautiful six steps after one word from our sponsors. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategiesprints.com. Three days, six steps. And did you, did you have difficulties at some point? Where, where, where are parts where you see people struggle, struggle to, to fulfill them in three days?
1: Where do they have struggles to fulfill their plan? No, no.
0: To create the one pager. We are still creating the one pager in these three days. Do you have some parts that are more difficult for people than others?
1: Yeah. So uh, some people uh, have a really hard time picking a target market or picking a niche market because they have that mentality of, I want to serve the world and They have a hard time convincing themselves that a small niche market, which actually niche markets are not small. Like during my class, I repeatedly show people that, you know, let's say I want, uh, uh, you know, redheads uh, with blue eyes who are right-handed, who are also life coaches, right? If we end up going uh, searching for those people, like in a given city, there usually end up being like a few thousands, right? That's an extreme example that I'm making here, but niche markets are actually not very small. They're usually into thousands and thousands of people. And then my question for them usually is, can you live with that? Like 20,000 potential customers, is that something you can handle? The answer is yes.
0: No, <laughs> yeah, I love it because I get I get kind of angry when I see in many textbooks that entrepreneurs are given, I see TAM, Total Addressable Market, And it is like step two of their business idea, check the total addressable market. And this is not just wrong, it's also really dangerous because if you start with a five level segmentation, if you start really narrow, you can make your product excellent. And if you're Mm -hmm. excellent even with a very small niche, it's much easier to roll it out to an adjacent population.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, and there are many examples of this but many people start really wrong too broad and then if you fish for everything you get you get no fish.
1: Ex- exactly. Absolutely. Could not agree more. Very cool. Yeah. But
0: still it's ingrained this this fear if I focus too much then I lose so many opportunities.
1: Well, yeah, and where the exact opposite is true. When you try to get everybody, you get nobody. Yeah. Right? And um, um, can I share the formula on how it works? Yeah. So the way it works is you grab a small segment, which is not really so small. You dominate that market. You, get, you become the best in that market, the authority, the expert in that market. And if that small market not so small is not big enough for you once you dominate that market and you have enough cash then you can start serving the adjacent markets but until you become the dominant force in one niche market forget about serving everybody and anybody
0: i love it and uh... Dominant force. And I, I would even add something. And you have systemized it in a way that you can leave it alone for a couple months. Mm-hmm. And you start now exploring and entering uh, the new, the, the, the adjacent uh, markets, right? Because you will, need, you will need the time and the attention to do that. For sure. Beautiful. So after three days, they have everything on one page and people listening, even if you do just this with Mustafa, you are right now ahead of your competitors because how many of your competitors have their marketing plan on one page?
1: Not very many.
0: Not many. So you have clarity and now what's next? How to how to implement it, make it real?
1: Exactly, exactly. So without, I guess, implementation of your plan, you're not gonna get there. It's like you have a plan to build a house. The house is not gonna build itself. You have to build it. And so the plan just gives you clarity as to exactly what needs to be done. And so we work on and focus on implementing the plan once we create it. Now, by the time you set your goals and you create a plan you are 40 times more, uh, 20 times more likely to be successful compared to someone that doesn't have a clear goal and doesn't have a plan. Now, when you start implementing your plan, you're now 40 times more likely to reach your goal and be successful. So you have a goal, you have a plan, you implement the plan, and then you're gonna figure out through implementation, you're gonna figure out whether this plan works or not. Here's what a lot of people get stuck again. They create a plan and they either don't implement, which is more than half of the people that create a plan. The small fraction that do implement some of them, they implement for a little bit and they're like, oh my God, the plan that I created did not work. Right. And they stop right there. Where the real success is in improving, optimizing and updating the plan. Right, I created a strategy, I tried it, it didn't work. All right, let's go figure out why it didn't work. Let's find out the loopholes and the problems, update it, and then keep going until we have a plan and a strategy that actually works. Right, if we follow the formula and the around the world with successful companies, this is the process set a goal, create a plan, implement, keep implementing and updating until we have a working strategy and there's simply no way around this in the business world
0: this is being discussed a lot in our community right now when should i quit when do i know that it doesn't work versus when should i be persistent many people are discussing right now okay for example list building list building should i do ads or should i do collaborations how many weeks or months, or days, do I put in in order to validate or invalidate that this is the right path for me? When should I be persistent?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: and when should I should I give up and say, okay, that's the wrong thing?
1: So a couple of things. Number one, Seth Godin has a book called The Dip, which I think you have read as well. I love it. Uh, And that, that, that book, and it's a tiny little book that give, that book gives you some perspective on when, when to stop and when to keep go, keep going, right. When to keep going. Right. And the other thing is working with a coach or someone or a mentor, someone that has done this before, and they could see what the next step would be and, or whether this strategy is going to work or not. Right. Um, Those are the two two things that come to mind for me. What's your your thing on this?
0: Um, We try to create experimental situation. We call it hypothesis testing. Mm -hmm. So we try to write it down uh, as an XYZ hypothesis. If I send four emails and i get 25 people on my list then it it's validated we do five of them and then we say yeah. okay what does the number say and uh we try to do them as soon as possible ideally yeah. in the same week yeah so from the macro we go into the micro we say okay we want to know if we can get let's say 20,000 emails in one year we test it in a small in a in a small setting and try to extrapolate the pattern if we can find the pattern in one week better otherwise it will take a second week but we we, we try to know it in advance and uh, as soon as possible basically we try to learn fast and the the bigger the corporation the, the, the bigger the team the more experiments they can do at once, they don't have to do them uh, sequentially.
1: Absolutely. Sometimes, um, in my experience, it would be a matter of volume as well. Like you have to have, in, in in our hypothesis and in our test, now we're talking about it, I've had people where they gave up on a small volume where we should have enough volume on a test. Um, to make sure whether this is working or not.
0: Yeah, you have to oh. define conditions that will tell you, is it invalidated or is it validated? Or Do, do you have to bring more more tests in?
1: Absolutely. The threshold, Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I'm so curious, you can pick one person for the strategy award. When everybody's zigging, this person is zagging, but from your perspective, this person is doing the right thing.
1: When everybody is zigging, this guy or this girl is zagging. I will nominate Jay Fissett. Hmm. And why? Uh, why? He's got a good mindset. He's got a good heart. And he's always pushing forward. He's got lots of energy. Um, he's always out there helping people and that's why
0: beautiful and now let's continue with with your path so if people want to put in three days and create their one pager how do they start with you
1: so if they go to our site persayo.com join smf forward slash join dash smf uh here i will uh, put the link here for you Uh Oh, Uh, or if they just go persayo.com persayo is p as in peter e as in elephant r as in robert s as in sam y as in yoga o as in omega.com the link to uh, our course is right in our uh, on our homepage, and uh they could sign up and join us and um, work on building their one-page marketing plan. Beautiful. And so
0: what? who should not be doing it? Who is the wrong person to work with you?
1: If Who is the wrong person to work with us? If you generally know everything about everything, this is not going to work. If you don't like working with a community and working with other people, this is not going to work. If people around you are usually dumb and stupid... This is definitely not going to work for you. Um, uh, what else? If, if This is going to work for you if you have an open heart and you're open to learning and figure out your strategy. If you've been around for a year or two or more and you're looking for the next phase to uh, grow and scale your business and uh, you want a one-pager strategy, and if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, And so you've been at it, you're poking around, you've got, you've got your business off the ground and now you're like, I need to streamline this process. I need a one pager. I need a simple strategy to help me get there. Something that I could look at and I can act on and track on a daily basis. This would work.
0: Cool. And uh, how long are you, are you doing the one page marketing thing? What do you mean? How, how long are you doing this?
1: the course yeah so uh, our boot camp is a three-day boot camp it goes from friday to sunday so friday saturday sunday it's all day from 8 a.m to 5 p.m mountain time uh, north american time
0: beautiful what did you recently change your mind about
1: what did i recently change my mind about uh the fact that i should put more focus on our joint venture partners when it comes to generating leads. And uh, it's just so much easier to bring um, potential leads and customers in to our funnel uh, through JV partners than through any other um, methods out there.
0: So uh, the other methods would be like spending in ads or trying cold outreach methods. Oh, yeah. What have you tried and why is it
1: better? So we've done ads, we've done cold outreach, social media, organic, and the rest of it. But the thing about joint venture um, deals or opportunities is that, let's say um, you have a list of people. Let's say you have a thousand people on your list, right? Now, these people know you some of them like you and some of them trust you right now. We all, we all have some people on our list that they don't do business with us now, but we're focused on the people that do business with us and they know like, and trust us now, because your tribe knows and likes and trusts you. If you turn around and say, Hey guys, Mustafa is running a course. It is probably a good idea for you to check it out and see if it's a good fit for you. right? You've already done the work. You've already established this credibility, authority, and the expertise with your list. And you just say, hey, check this guy out. It may be worth it for you and your business, right? So you've done all the work. For me to go and try to establish authority and expertise with 300 people or 400 people is going to take me a few months if i'm doing the cold outreach or if i'm doing the facebook ads or here here and there so for that reason the conversion rates on jv traffic is so much higher in my experience between 5 to 10 times higher if not more compared to cold outreach so much better much easier
0: i agree absolutely and also the the fit because there is there are two pre-selection criteria. So the person who is endorsing you thinks about the match. They know their people, they know you, and if they decide to promote you, they have filtered in there in at least once, they have thought about how much will will it fit. And and so you have the better quality of leads. You can get maybe more via other other methods, but the fit To your offer will probably be lower. So you will be you will have more leads, but less less of the right ones.
1: Oh yeah. Like an example, if you're trying to sign people up for your webinar, from your Facebook ads, you would get anywhere from one to two percent sign up rate if you're doing a good job. From JV partners, it could be as much as 50%, 60% depending on who is um, sending their email and the quality of the relationship. But it's like you see one compared to 50%.
0: That's the difference. Here you go. And then you at the beginning, you also said, hey, people, think about retainment because it's, it's smarter, it's cheaper. Can you tell us how to retain people, how to think in retainment and how to act?
1: So, this is why my so I are. If you've been around for a while with your marketing and you have a list, this is our number one strategy to grow and scale the business. Um, most people, most business owners ignore their customers, right? Have you ever, do you ever watch this show, Cesar Milan Dog Whisperer? No, anyway, this is a guy that fixes dogs the dogs that are misbehaving. And so he has a strategy where he says, when you go and try to fix a dog in the beginning, it's a no talk, no touch, no eye contact with the dog. If you're trying to correct the dog, no talk, no touch, no eye contact. Okay. That's what I see most business owners do to their customers. No talk, no touch, no eye contact. It's like they're ignoring their customers and they're trying to, fix their customers for some reason and so the statistics show that you'd lose about 64 to 68 percent of your customers if you don't stay in touch with them because they perceive that you don't care about them they think that you don't care about them right now think about your friends if you uh, don't call your best friends or your family for a month or two Usually, they'll be pissed off. They'll be saying, why are you not calling me? Quite frankly, if you care about them and your customers, you would call them. Now, here's a big myth around client retention and customer retention. And people say, I don't want to bother my customers. Right? You heard that before? Oh, yeah.
0: Every every client of us, oh, I don't want to write so many emails. I don't want
1: to bother them. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to bother them. It's like when you call your friends or your family, do you say, can can you do this? Can you like not call your best friend for like two months? And when they say why you didn't call me, you say, hey, I didn't want to bother you. <laughs> can you say that? <laughs> right? So, I mean, there, there is a, there is a clear line between bothering your customers and staying in touch with them, right? So by staying in touch with them, You would have them come back. You would have them give them recurring, give you recurring revenue. And you want to encourage referrals from and tap into their network. And if you don't do any client retention activities, you would miss on the recurring revenue opportunity. Your client satisfaction rates will go down and you won't get as many referrals.
0: Oh, this is powerful. And how do you manage to stay in contact to to show that you are caring and to stay top of mind?
1: For sure. So the absolute bare minimum that you've got to do is one email per month. That goes out to your entire list. If you're so busy, you don't have the manpower or the systems to send more. They have to see your name once a month so they don't forget about you. Right? One email per month. Another thing that we do that is very effective is a round of call to the entire list every quarter. So every three months, pick up the phone, call your entire list. It doesn't have to be salesy. It doesn't have to be pushy and sleazy in any shape or form. You just call and say, hey, it's me. How's it going? How's life? How's your business? And you can ask, is there anything I could do for you? Right.
0: What do you say to people um, who say, "Well, email is over. People are getting too many emails. They don't want emails."
1: Look, what matters is uh, so. If you're busy and you don't have a team, you cannot call everybody on your list. Email is a leveraged way to reach out to your to your customers. And what really matters when it comes to retention is for them to just see your name, see the fact that you cared about them to send them an email. Sometimes if if they even if they don't open it, it's okay. All we want them to do is to see our name, that we exist, right? When the right com- time comes, when the right message appears in front of them, when the right offer shows up in front of them, they will open and they will interact with you right? So yes, emails are going out and, uh, but I wouldn't let that stop me from staying in touch with my customers. The other piece to that is if you are delivering high quality content and value to your list, it doesn't matter how many other people are emailing them, right? They know that this is, you deliver quality, you deliver value and, uh, You do that. Now, another easy way is to grab the same content and post it on social media to engage your followers and your customers through social media as well.
0: I have one question that I always ask. Who should be my next guest?
1: Who should be your next guest? Um, Can you give me a criteria as to... Who you're looking for
0: somebody who can give a ceo tip to ceos to help them thrive and rock q1
1: okay uh have you had jane powers here mm-hmm. she's a sales trainer and she's pretty good actually jane powers jane powers i'll be happy to introduce you guys beautiful
0: and uh Mostafa, what are the three books that shaped you most? We had The Dip
1: already. The Dip is a good book. Uh, my top three books, number one, is The 80-20 Principle hmm. uh, by Richard Koch. This book changed the, the way I do business and the way I think back in 2017. And it's if there was one book that I wish I had read 20 years ago, it was this 80-20 principle book and uh, next one is working with the law by raymond hollywell now working with the law raymond hollywell explains uh how to work how the world or the universe works amazing book i absolutely love it and then my next top book is the go-giver by uh, bob berg uh the these three books are on top of my list
0: Super cool, Mustafa. Is there anything I forgot to ask
1: you? Um, no, I think we covered it pretty well. Thank you. This has been an, an, an amazing conversation.
0: Thank you so much for being on the show, my friend. Come back Thank soon. You. Keep rolling. And everybody, go make your one pager and your marketing plan on one page with Mustafa. See you soon. Thank
1: you. Appreciate it. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have
0: 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.